John Boy Media has a new teammate. It's iHeart Podcasts. What does it mean? John Boy Media shows can now be found over at the Dan Patrick Show. That's right. How cool is that? Wake and Jake and Jimmy's three things have joined the iHeart Podcast and Dan Patrick Show family. And the best part, they'll still continue to be the same shows you know and love. If you couldn't tell, we're excited about this one. And thank you guys for listening. It is December 20th, and there's still no news. Little bits of news, some little nuggets of news, but nothing big, nothing to write home about. But we have a we have a good interview with Brian Hoke, which some good insight into the team and the 2009 team. And we got Manny Day, we got Beltron News, we got DD updates, and we got some hypotheticals. Let's talk Yangs. What's up, everyone? Thank you for joining another episode of Talking Yanks, December. Last episode before Christmas, it may be. I'm your host, John Boy, and your other host is Jake. He's coming to you from Denver. I'm coming to you from uh, New Jersey, and we're talking Yanks, and uh, then that's basically the spiel. Well, we'll do some patrons, but first I want to see how you're doing, Jake. Good, man. Good. Beat up. Long day. Manny day. Manny day. Only 90 Manny minutes day. for Manny, though. Short Manny 90 day. minutes. Yeah, it depends who you talk to. I don't know. Like, what were people expecting? Well, I don't know. We'll get into it. But first, there's only there's two very special sponsors of this episode of Talking Yanks, Jake. Two super cool, super cool people that uh, we appreciate. Freddie Quinones Jr. There's no way I said your last name, Freddie, but uh, I tried. I gave it a good effort. Freddie Jr. and Alexandra Del Orfano. That's a fun one, Orfano. We knew an Orfano, right? Mm-mm. Something similar to Orfano? Alfano. Alfano, okay, yeah. Those are our most recent Patreon subscribers. They are now in the running to win two affordable jerseys, no-name jerseys on the back of their... No-name on the back of the jersey. Every month, we have a, one that's a raffle at the end of the month, and then one that's a contest. I think we're going to make a strict promise to ourselves that on Monday, we will have a contest for everyone uh, on Patreon to win. They also get to watch it live. We have some people watching us live right now as we record this, and we uh, and they get video access forever. They can see our ugly mugs. So thank you, patrons. Mm-hmm. We appreciate it. We, uh, we appreciate it. Manny Day, Jake. What were you expecting? Manny Day. Nothing. And it, it was tough because you can't say that because there's a f- like the 1% chance that it is an actual... You know, Agent Dan Lozano comes in the room. Brian Cashman says, we have eight hours to figure it out or we're done. But there's no reason to do that, so it didn't happen. Yep, no reason to do that at all. So, yeah, everyone, the scoreboard picture thing, I mean, people still get excited over that. Yeah. Which kind of blows my mind. Easy likes. 
Well, I think Joe's had it. Good for Joe's. I'm not knocking that. It's yeah. just like people go crazy for that. And it's like, exactly. well, yeah, that's, they do that. They do that now. Yep. That's something they do. So. Mandy people like Dayton. it. 90 minutes. How do you think it went? Give me your best guess. Ooh, my best guess how it went. Uh, Manny arrived mm-hmm. in that, what was it, a Suburban? Yeah, all black. All black. Good good pick of the entrance from Coley Harvey today. His oh. interview will be coming soon. Spoiler, teaser. Preview. Uh, preview. Um. I don't. I don't think he's greeted by Cashman. I think no. Cash Cashman was waiting in the office. He's probably greeted by who? Zillow. No, I think Zillow's public relations. So it is all behind the scenes. I don't think Zillow's around. Maybe Boone. Zillow's around. Zillow's around. Zillow's, Zillow's around, there. bro. He's the, the Godfather. Godfather. Ooh, yeah. Jinx. Uh, well, f- first, but um, not Jinx though. And then, yeah, he went up there, Manny Lozano, Cashman. I don't, dude, it sucks because literally no idea, right? Yeah, I love that people pretend to know how this thing goes. I kind of like reading into it, but I kind of hate the people that are reading into it so much that they're swaying their opinion. Why don't we ask the agent guy, Kushnick, this? Like, this would have been a great question. Well, maybe we did ask him. You guys will find out when we release that episode next. But he's an unorthodox agent, so maybe he wouldn't have known. Yeah, I got to think that they go in and they sit down and be like, listen, you know you New York. You know this ballpark. There's no reason for us to give you the the old, what's, uh, what is Kay's favorite term? Pomp and circumstance. Sure. That. There's no need. We're not going to throw a parade for you because you know what we're about. You've been around us. You want to be here. We appreciate you as an as a, a great young player. What's what's it going to be? Lozano Lozano says, "Well, we're looking to get the highest contract in Major League history, and the first team that offers that, we will accept." Yeah. And then and Cashman it- says, "Yeah, well, we're we're probably not going to be offering in that range." But we're probably going to be pretty competitive. We'd, you know, we'd interested in you in pinstripes. Your marketability, your marketability, is going to be huge in New York. The endorsements will work with you to grow your brand, yeah. and it's not just you're going to be making more money than the money you get on the Yankees' paycheck in New York combined than would anywhere else because we're going to make you a star bigger than you could ever be. Sign this cheap-ass deal, bitch. Do it you now. Want, you want rings, Manny? Huh? Manny's like, nah. Okay. You like, you like good good dinners? You like jewelry? Yeah. You, like, you, need, you know you need a good barber. You think Cash wears all his rings when he shakes these players' hands? That'd be fucking awesome. I think they're on the table. Do you think that would be cool if like you met Cashman and he's signing for agent and he's got... Uh, five World Series rings on his hands. As, no, dude, those, sh- those, rings sh- are, those rings are so old. Who even cares anymore? <laughs> oh, I forgot. Only Manny Machado was like, oh, nice rings. Only one in the last 17 years, though. Chump. Yeah. Yeah, you chump. Yeah, that's a good way to join the team. Yeah, I don't know. I heard one thing that was something along the lines of Manny was going to have to be courting the Yankees more than the Yankees courting Manny. I don't think I believe that <laughs> as much as other things because he's still the baseball player. But sell, yeah, no. sell you to me. Why would we want you, Manny? 
you uh, sell me this pen right now. You know what? <laughs> I do. I do think that I, I would like that they do say uh, like if there was some tough love in the room. Like, hey, some of this nonsense that's not going to cut it here. Our fan oh, base yeah. won't do it. Our media won't do it. And like every other team is just like bowing down to them. Oh, we all fool. Blah, blah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And maybe that tough love is a sell. That would be if he had a good personality and like a demanding of himself personality. But if he doesn't, which I don't think he does, he's probably like, I'll just go to the team that gives you the most money and uh, doesn't care about making sure I'm a better person. And maybe they do a little like, yeah, Didi's out till midseason. It will, we'll let you play shortstop. If you could pick it there, you can stay. You can be the shortstop for the Yankees. If not, we might slide you over to third, depending on how Anduhar's doing. Maybe move him to DH. Either way, you can be a New York Yankee. They go, they go all right. Uh, I mean, that's really all we got to offer. That's as quick as things are going to be for us. I mean, it's pretty set. Here's what we're offering. Here's this. We know you got other contracts. Get out of here. Go think it over. Don't make do you think they decisions. do cheesy stuff? Do you think they do like, here's a tour of the clubhouse? Dude, I think they do so much cheesy stuff. I think we'd really? be shocked at how cheesy it actually is. Yeah. But I, at the end. Like, do you think there was a locker that had Machado 13 on it? Right next to Judge and Giancarlo. Sharing two lockers. Yeah. They would really want them to be all friends. They put an empty locker, and this this is for the teammate of your choice. Here's here's the leftover video camera from Ronald Torres. It's yours, <laughs> whether you sign or not. You got the toe show. We just dude. need this out of the clubhouse. And then they please. get it gets quiet. There's like there is one more thing, Manny. There's one more thing, right? And Zillow, he's now there, right? He slides a picture over across the table of Manny Machado last year. And then he slides a, a transparent slide over it that just gives him a better haircut. Yeah. He says, we're going to need you to fix that up. Yeah. And we've got the best barbers in the world in New York City. So you're in luck. The Yankees do have a like a team haircut. Basically. You think Matsui's hair just happened? Yeah. <laughs> Matsui's hair is phenomenal. And Tanaka's hair is good, too. Japanese yeah, Yankees. Tanaka's been great killing hair. the hair game. What was Kuroda's hair like? Kuroda. I think, barely know I, her. Yo, I think Kikagawa had like nice hair as well. It's very fine hair. I, we, uh, I, I had an exchange student roommate for a semester, Kazuhai Ota, and he refused to get his hair cut because Americans have a terrible reputation for handling... Like Asian hair. I didn't know that. I've never handled Asian hair. Like yet. we we finally we finally talked him into getting a haircut and then on his we were walking out the door of our like apartment suite and he started crying and we we're like, dude, we didn't know it was this bad. Like you're good. Uh Kuroda didn't have good hair, man. Yeah. Sorry, Kuroder. That's tough. And uh Ichiro doesn't have good hair. Uh no, Ichiro doesn't have good hair. A lot of good things we can say about Ichiro. He was high and tight, especially when he went gray. Oh, actually, I like the salt and pepper look. Yeah, I bet you do. Keigawa did have like long, flowing hair. Yeah, I'm. All right, I think we got to keep it moving, but I'll send you an Ichiro picture that'll <laughs> change right, your mind. We'll keep, we'll keep it moving. The uh, Beltron is hired as an assistant to the GM. Yankees are just locking up all the assistants they can. 
A-Rod advises Cashman. Nick Swisher advises Cashman. Matt Suey advises Cashman. Uh, Reggie Jackson's always around. And I think there's someone else that I'm not thinking of. I think Pettit, is he an advisor? Oh, my God. This picture of Ichiro's hair is fantastic. See? Looks like a porcupine on top of his head. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, CC after the season will technically be an advisor. Do you make anything of this? Is this so he could babysit Machado? Is this to help them get Machado? Is like, this no, is this just right? to, I, I, no? I mean, they they were involved last season. I think. I I wonder what the money is. Like, what what is this? What are these positions? I know Nick Swisher goes around the minor leagues, and and because like Hoke's book and Hoke talked to us about it and like kind of preps them for life as a Yankee and like right. handling the crowd and all that and just as like a, a presence and like Swisher's a happy dude. Right. Like what's Beltron's day to day going to be like? Yeah. Like no idea. Um, and I think that's really interesting because dude, I think Boone makes less than a million dollars. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. like, what are you paying these advisors? And like, how often are they there? I, I don't know. And I think they, I mean, Beltran, it was so crazy how beloved he was by the end of his career. Yeah. Like like he was he was a super talented guy and then he faded off a little bit and then he just became this beloved character by everyone. I don't know. I I think I mean, hopefully it's cool and he he mentors a couple of the guys and they give him some love, but I don't know. I I don't want to say bad thing, but people are already clamoring like he should be the manager over Bone. And it's like, what are we doing here? Yeah, I mean, I'm not against I'm not against this at all. But I just don't really know what this is, so whatever. Right. I don't think it can be bad. And then the last news was just, this is nothing. It's an update that says Didi in Fenway, uh, after a play, went to the dugout and said, I think I tore everything in my arm, but then went out there and played with one arm. We looked at his stats because I wanted to look at what it was. He had two hits in game four versus Boston. Commendable, played through pain, played hurt, but sucks that you were hurt. And uh, yeah. Didn't he have a couple throws that were just like, that ain't right. They spiked it. <laughs> yeah. But does this give you like a, yeah, Didi's a fucking warrior feel? Or is this just like, I don't care about last year anymore at all? Because that's what it is for me. Yeah, kind of don't care. Almost like, dude, this is one of those injuries where it's like, man, I'm, I don't know. I think I'm okay with you not playing through it. <laughs> yeah, he did get a double in, in game four, which is kind of impressive with one yeah. arm. Shout out Mickey Mantle. He used to hit doubles with one arm. The Mick. He would hurt. Mickey and the Duke. Mickey and the... All right, we're going to throw it to Brian Hoke. I think it's his third time on the show. We sat down with him at winter meetings, had a fun conversation about his book coming up, which is uh, Chronicles of 2009 Yankees. J.A. Happ wasn't signed with the Yankees. I think we talked a little bit about that. Uh, But not... It was just this offseason... And uh, winter meetings and the 2009 Yankees and the book he's writing. So here is that. We're here in Vegas. We got Brian Hoke, like Coke, which is, it's just, I'm still just going. You know what? I, I ran into Brendan Cuddy. Cuddy. And I told him he needs to do what you do in your bio. Right. Because I follow him for a couple of years now. I had uh-huh. no idea how to pronounce it. Cootie, Cuddy, yeah, right. what it was. So he, he needs to do what you do. There you go. Just a helpful tip for the. Uh, the public. He doesn't have talking yanks. Yeah. He doesn't have as fun as a name to rhyme with. Cuddy. Cuddy. I don't know. 
I was going to say slutty, and that's terrible. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know, I mean. <laughs> All right. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Take care. All right. It's our first winter meetings. And Congratulations. Thank you. It's yeah. fun. We were like, do we belong here? Or what's going on? But oh, you guys are dressed dapper, man. You're both in suits and ties. Well, not ties, but you're both in suits. So I need to talk to you about this. This is the first time I've gone jacket <laughs> and jeans. Yeah. And I'm loving it. Yeah. It's a power look. No, yeah, you, you look professional. You look like you belong here. I look 18, too. That's the only well, thing that's been know, hurting me a little okay. bit. But he also... High school graduation. That's what <laughs> yeah, it looks like, yeah. right? Yeah. I'm, I'm here with my dad. Yeah. Almost everyone sees you and thinks you're my intern, which is <laughs> great for me. Right, it's good. <laughs> so is this, is this status quo? Is this winter meetings any different than past winter meetings? Yeah, this is pretty much status quo. I mean, usually it's held in a large convention center like this is. Obviously, Vegas is, adds a different... Um, quality mm-hmm. to it just it's not usually slot and slot machines in uh-huh. a lobby and people playing blackjack but um you know i think uh, whether we're at disney world or in nashville or here it's it's usually at this gigantic um hotel complex and um you've got basically big floor where um yeah a lot of ground to cover and you, you're trying to catch up with people you're trying to chase people down but you never know where people are going to be at any given time so uh, there's a massive workroom here where everybody's got their laptops set up but um, a lot of the work is getting done out in the hallways and the lobbies and some of it's by chance you know you wait by the elevator bank and if they're maybe you run into somebody who gives you a nugget and uh, something useful that you can write that day so yeah, yeah it's, it's a little uh, bit of like constant fear of missing out it's like where do <laughs> where are they talking where are they you can't be everywhere at once and that, that's one of the first things I learned here um, you're gonna miss stuff you're just gonna do it so um, but if you get something that moves the ball forward and and your competition can't be everywhere at once either. So. Yeah. And yesterday, uh, or two days ago, Cashman gave gave everyone a lot to talk about with his quotes about Harper. And oh, I we say all the time, like, there's posturing, and then there's just, if if he backs down from this, he's yeah. like a, kind of a liar, which I don't want to say. But it's like, he went so hard with the anti-Harper stuff. And still, a lot of people on Twitter and in our world and our listeners are like, oh, he's just saying that. He's just saying that. But we, Jake and I, both think that he went, like, so far that it's kind of thinking like I I don't think he can come back from this. Like if he signs Harper now, I'll still be like great, but you kind of lied. Yeah, I agree. I, I think that uh, he he really drew a line in the sand there. He went very strong, and it's just kind of like this is Cashman's deal here. Um, this offseason, you know, he didn't have to be so blunt about Sonny Gray. Um, right. He he made it very clear Sonny Gray will not be a New York Yankee on opening day, and uh, he didn't have to do that. He some could argue it possibly hurt his trade value, um, but he, with Harper, I think that he's just kind of fed up with answering the question um he, he's tried to kind of leave breadcrumbs to, to point toward that they're in on Machado and not in on Harper and the fact that the Harper questions are still popping up as we get to Vegas here I think yesterday he just uh just basically snapped about it and said I'm surprised you're still asking about this um I, I think he was trying to be coy about it for a while but now it's just like all right you guys aren't getting it yeah. we're not gonna sign Bryce Harper and so I mean look if something drastic happens we were joking earlier you know if, if Giancarlo Stanton blows out his knee playing basketball yeah right not that that would ever happen right. during That's, any yankee no. offseason ever <laughs> but if something like that happened maybe that opens the door but as it stands right now i just don't see it yeah and no, we'll we'll take the breadcrumbs and run with them like we always do here and you mentioned machado and he has been from everything we've heard i mean the beast is getting fed a little bit there we're hearing some serious stuff we did or what was it a week ago they came out with that we won't go over a 300 million dollar quote or did, did they say they said something along those lines 
Oh, that was Heyman. Excuse me. Well, uh, <laughs> it's hard to keep impose. score on everything. It's right? crazy. I don't yeah. know how you do it, man. But um, I, I guess have you heard anything else on Machado? Do you think it's happening? I don't know how far you want to go with it. I, I think that it's very real. Um, they are very interested in Machado. I think uh, there's a lot of smoke. There's fire there. Um, they want him. They like the player. They see him fitting in Yankee pinstripes, and uh, now it's just a matter of seeing if they can figure out a dollar value that it makes sense for. I, I don't get the sense that they're going to throw everything at this guy. Um, I, I'm not even sure if they're going to go $300 million, uh, with him. Uh, and as we've seen, they've had some restraint this offseason, too. You know, a lot of us expected them to break the bank for Patrick Corbin, and they didn't do it. Um, so I think that if the dollar value makes sense, and I know that's that's crazy because this is a generational star, and, um, you know, I, he's not going to give the Yankees a discount, but I, I think they're going to try to do it on their terms. Um, if this contract winds up exceeding what they're paying Stanton, the $325 million deal that Stanton got, I don't know if that's going to happen. But if it comes in a little below that, I think the Yankees are in play. It's interesting. I think we, you asked us the other uh, earlier, like, what are your thoughts on what do you make yeah. all this? I and we get that all the time because people want to hear our opinions. And I have just, I'm just completely blank. Like, I have no idea what's going to happen. I'm confused by it. Like, they could still sign Harper. I'd be like, yeah, sure. They could mm-hmm. still sign Machado. I'm like, yeah, that works too. But the the rumors and it is kind of like, usually you know, like Corbin, we kind of knew. Like, he was like, oh, right, they're going to try and get him. Yeah, with Machado and Harper, like I don't, I don't know anything, but it's going to be really fun to watch it play out. The big news yesterday was this potential three-team trade. So I think Rosenthal tweeted it out. As everyone, we were down here. Everyone's wrapping up, going to have their you know post post-game beer, <laughs> and then he tweets that out, and it was like a little buzz. It was a little buzz for a little bit. So how does that change for you? Like you see that tweet, or you're like, oh boy. Yeah, I was back on the clock. Yeah, yeah immediately. Crazy. Yeah, yeah um, that's right. And so we, yeah, we chased that down, and yeah, that was a, a legitimate offer that was talked about, but one of many that yeah. the Mets talked about in trying to get Real Muto from the Marlins. So um, I, nothing's imminent with that. Um, it was floated out there, and and they're trying to. Those three team trades are tough to negotiate. I, I think it, it's hard, and you know the Yankees struck gold with one when they got Didi Gregorius from yeah. Arizona. And, yeah. But they're they're difficult to orchestrate, and you have a lot of moving parts to that. So I think just the fact that the Yankees and the Mets could get together and, and potentially talk about that, uh, I, I think that signals uh, kind of a new era over there in Flushing because I, I almost feel like the Mets have always had this little brother thing where they don't want to help the Yankees get better, even if it comes at the expense mm-hmm. of helping yeah. themselves get better. I mean, you remember a couple years ago, uh, they were trying to get Jay Bruce and Neil Walker at the trade deadline, yeah, yeah. Uh, and they were talking about Lucas Duda, and, and basically it went nowhere because the Mets were terrified of helping the Yankees win a World Series. Yep. And so, um, yeah, I think business has changed a little bit now with Brody Van Wagenen, and you got some some new blood over there, and, and things are obviously different. You know, I don't think that the prior um, Sandy Alderson kind of – Ownership, not ownership, but you know, hierarchy there would have traded for Robbie Cano. I don't think that would have happened. Yeah, a couple no, years it, ago. the moves have been interesting, and we've kind of we wanted to mock everything the Mets were doing because that's fun as Yankee fans. Sure. But then we were like, oh, oh, <laughs> I forgot. I thought you grew up a Mets fan, so I, I don't did, know. I did, but that's about. a long time okay, ago. Yeah. yeah. But uh, but then we're like, I kind of like what Brody's doing. If he makes a couple more moves, I think they're good. Well, here's, here's what I would say about that. You've heard so many teams saying that they're going to try and build for the future and they're not trying to win now. It's nice to see a team trying to say, you know what, we're going to go for it. Yeah. We're going to try and win now. Look, it may not work. It could blow up in their face, and Robbie Cano could be a disastrous contract for them. But um, 
you know, they're going for it, and you can't fault a team for trying to win a World Series because that, in theory, is what all 30 teams should be trying to do. Yeah. Have you heard anything on the Sunny Gradar? And if you want to <laughs> use Gradar, oh my if you want to take that, you can. I'm yeah. fine with it. <laughs> um, the teams you keep hearing about are the Brewers, the Padres, the Reds. Um, you know, Cashman said yesterday 11 teams have expressed interest in Sunny Gray, and I actually believe Sunny Gray will be a good pitcher somewhere else. I just, for whatever reason, it's just not going to happen here. Um, and I guess Yankee Stadium got in his head, New York got in his head, who knows. But. Um, I think they're ready to close that chapter. I, I do believe he will go somewhere and play well. Uh, the one report we saw, they asked for the Reds' number two prospect. I don't think that they're going to get that kind of haul for him. Right. But, you know, at this point, you're just cutting your losses with him. And, uh, you know, that trade, it's funny. It didn't really work out for either side. Uh, you know, right. the, the Yankees gave up three legitimate prospects, and none of them really made a big impact for Oakland. So, yeah, it's just a weird trade uh, all around, I think. Yeah, and with – I, one of the things that we've kind of debated a little bit um, with the Sonny Gray return, for me, it just makes a lot of sense in my head that you tack him on with another player. Yeah. And then you, I mean, you can get a semi-serious piece. I mean, I think there's teams out there that want Sonny Gray. So if you tack something on there, I think that turns into major league talent. I know Jimmy's been kind of on the get some younger prospects and kind of re refresh the farm. Have you heard anything about that i feel like every other tweet i see is on the other side of the fence do you I have a lean on that or? Uh, what what i could tell you what cashman said yesterday he said that the offers have been some of them are major league talent for major league talent and sunny gray some of them have been for marginal minor league prospects and um it, it's been pretty much every color of the rainbow going there so I, I think there's a lot of different permutations nothing is quite matched up and look it, there's really no rush. They can wait and see some of these other names come off the board, your Jay Haps, your Dallas Keuchel's, you know, um, get those guys off the board. And then suddenly you look up and who's the best available starting pitcher? Well, now suddenly it's Sonny Gray or he's one of the top two or three. And then maybe the uh, the offer price goes up. So they can hang on. I mean, they can have – there's nothing that says they can't have Sonny Gray come to Yankee spring training and have – the 11 of us around his locker every single day yeah. saying, hey, when do you think you're going to get traded? You know, do, That'd do you think? be awkward. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'd, personally, I'd prefer not to do that. Yeah. But, uh, you know, there's nothing that says they can't do it either. The, one more thing on the Sonny Gray trade. I presented this to Jake the other day. If if the A's were interested, hey, we want him back. And yeah. they said, we'll give you Capellan, Fowler, and Mateo. Wow. Just a complete switch. Yeah, I flip them right Ca back. I think Cashman would, would say no. Huh. Isn't that interesting? You know, I think I, I kind of disagree with you. I think he might say yes because now you're a year and a half down the line. Sonny Gray is going to be a free agent after this year, and then you've got players under control. You've got three players who the Yankees clearly thought highly of yeah, at some point. Um, yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe that. Uh, I'll call up the A's. See if yeah, they see if they're game for that. I, I doubt that they would be. <laughs> it would be interesting. I'd be like, what the hell was this? Speaking of, no, not speaking of. Terrible segue. <laughs> that was the worst. I want to go to the book. No, I want to. I want to go if, if we can talk about the book coming out. No, no, no talking. No, sorry. All right, All right guys, I got to go. <laughs> yeah, please. Let's do uh, it. So I, I overheard your co-author Mark Feinstein. Uh -huh. uh, I overheard him whispering about it, and he said he wasn't whispering. Why he was, was just, he whispering he, about he, it? Oh, you need to tell people about this thing. <laughs> I was. I said hi to him, and I said, "Oh, I'm excited for the book." And then he said to someone else, he said that they asked for your editor asked for seventy thousand words, and you guys sent in a hundred and forty. <laughs> Uh, I think it was closer to like 110, but yeah, no, we we had so much good content. Yeah. I mean, it, it was so much fun digging in. And, and for people who don't know, I, I, Mark and I are co-authoring a book called Mission 27. It's mm -hmm. catching up with the, uh, the 2009 Yankees 10 years later and kind of digging into that whole transition from the old stadium 
to the new stadium and, and the building of a championship team and everything that was going on behind the scenes that year. And, um, yeah, just talking to as many people from that team or who were around that team as we could. I mean, there was so much good stuff and so many stories that it, it was tough to fit it into 70,000 words. So, yeah. yeah, especially with he and I both writing the book uh, uh-huh. and going back and forth, we just had so much stuff that it was uh, – it, we wound up leaving a lot on the cutting room floor, but there's a lot of good stuff in there too. How does the co-author work? This is kind of just inside baseball question for me. Like, is it you get a chapter, I get a chapter, or is it I want to do – I want to do this. I want to do that. Or yeah, we didn't exactly split it up like you know. All right, you get one, three, five, yeah, and seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it was what whatever would make more sense. Uh, here's a perfect example. Um, the last night at the old stadium is one of is chapter one, okay. and. Um, Mark was writing for the Daily News at the time. I was writing for MLB.com. So um, a lot of my work for Yankees.com was bigger picture, like celebrating the stadium, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, the end of this legacy at the ballpark, whereas he was kind of writing these quick hit news stories. So I went a lot deeper at the time in 2008. So I had a lot more stuff to kind of dig into and, and fall back on. And um, so I was able to, to kind of resurface some of that stuff and bring it back up. And whereas it just made more sense for me to write that chapter, for example. So yeah. and there's a flavor of both of us. And we went back and forth. And um, so there's both of us in the book. But um, yeah, a lot of situations where it made more sense. If he had a closer relationship with a player than I did, then it would make more sense for him to yeah. write that chapter. Nick Swisher. I mean, Swish and I got along great, but uh, you know he and Mark were really tight, so that that just made more sense. That's where I was just going to ask you. I was going to ask you who the the most exciting was. Like, okay, we get to go talk to this guy again, and then yeah. my brain jumped to Swisher because the first time we had you on the show back in spring training, I know, right? We we asked for a t- <laughs> we asked for a tidbit, uh-huh. and you told us about how Swisher would just invite everyone to the Denny's or whatever it was. Yeah, and yeah, the coffee. Waffle House in Scranton. The Waffle House, it's Scranton. And I was like, I just, Swisher stories seem, it seems like a good time. So is there anyone else, is Swisher the top, like, excited to go talk to? Are there any other guys? You guys got everyone. You got A-Rod, you yeah. got... Uh, uh, he was taught Cashman, right? Everyone. Yeah, we got every pretty much everybody from that year. Uh, let me tell you. Did you get the, Ramiro Pena? <laughs> we could, did not get Ramiro <laughs> Pena, unfortunately. No. Oh man. Yeah, I guess we missed that one. I used to say that Ramiro Pena and Francisco Cervelli was the most like Rico suave combo <laughs> in the clubhouse. Yeah. Did, their post games were just 100% hairspray and right. some talking. That was such a fun team, you know, with the, with AJ Burnett throwing pies and yeah. you know, uh, just the big spending spree and CC Sabathia bringing in this whole new kind of. I mean, that that team, the Yankees didn't have barbecues before, mm-hmm. and uh, there's a great story in the book. I'll, I'll, I'll kind of leak a little bit here All for right, you. Here we go. Um, it's July of that season. And it's A-Rod's birthday, or it's actually the weekend of A-Rod's birthday. And Kate Hudson, who he was dating at the time, decides that she's going to throw this massive bash at this uh, mansion that A-Rod was renting at the time up in, uh, up in Westchester. And it's kind of this kind of black tie soiree. You know, Jay-Z is there. You know, a lot of bold-faced names. All the t- players, coaching staff, and everything is there. And at some point late in the night... Whether it's A-Rod or A.J. Burnett or whoever, somebody decides, all right, that's it. We're all going in the pool. And they're all in, the, you know, formal cocktail gowns and dresses. And so, I mean, you fast forward 20 or 30 minutes and drinks are flowing. You know, they've got a day game the next day, but nobody <laughs> seems to care too much. Um, 
these guys, midnight strikes, and these guys are all jumping in the pool in their, their suits, ties, tuxedos, and everything. The one guy who would not go in the pool, and he was pissed about it, was Dave Robertson, because Dave was wearing a suit that Alex had given him. Uh, <laughs> and, and, you know, Dave's a rookie. He has, doesn't have any money. He's, he's literally staying in hotels to try and save money, and he's wearing his $3,000 suit. And, you know, Kevin Long comes up to him and says, dude, you got to get in there. Like, your teammates are all yeah, in the yeah. pool. And he's like, no, I'm not going to the pool. Like, uh, what are you, crazy? Like, this isn't high school. And he was actually pissed. Eventually, he got in there, but I think there was almost, <laughs> there was almost some, uh, some fist flying that night. <laughs> he was pissed about it. And when I talked to him this year, we were in Minnesota. And I went to his locker. And, you know, Dave, I mean, you guys have seen Dave in his yeah, post games. Yeah. He's a happy-go-lucky kind of guy. And when I brought up the pool party and that I wanted to ask him about it, his face just kind of went <laughs> dark. And he was like, oh, no. He, and I think the quote was, I didn't think it's funny then, and I don't think it's funny now. <laughs> and so, like, there's a lot of cool stuff like that. And <laughs> you have to, is... I mean, uh, hopefully people enjoy it so, because we really enjoyed yeah. kind of digging back into that. 2009, like, if that happens now, that is all over Instagram, Twitter, That's and all that. Thing. It's a different world. Yeah, yeah. Twitter had just started. I, I guess pe most people didn't even have iPhones. I think the iPhone had just come out. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's a totally different world. So were the Yankees in 2009 jumping in the pool? You think they, they were more fun then than they were last year sleeping at the, the airport? <laughs> I think they probably had more fun at the Kate Hudson movie star party, yeah, with uh, Jay-Z playing pickup basketball with Phil Hughes and those guys. Yeah, that was, that was probably a lot more fun for the team than sleeping in the – where was that? I forget. Uh, it was. They were on their way to Tampa? Kansas City, but they were in – I don't know. They were on their way to Kansas City because okay. CC pitched like two days later, and yeah. it wasn't the best game. And CC had maybe some... they were in DC. Does that sound right? Yeah, they went yeah. to DC. They got rained out there. Yeah, I remember. So that. it was like four games with four days without a game. Oh yeah. And I just remember the CC quotes. You thought they'd play it up like, oh, you deal with this stuff. You got to mm -hmm. move on. And CC's like, that fucking sucked. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I didn't know we were on CC's podcast here. Can we curse? Yeah. Oh, how yeah. about that? We have that? no rules here. Wow. That's I was great. wearing a Gary Sanchez button. Oh, earlier. that's right. I took it off. Too many people were looking. I was like, that's. Oh, Bad luck. Oh, good stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, yes, they had more fun doing <laughs> that stuff party. than uh, sleeping in the airport. All right, well, thank you for coming on, man. Yeah, I really appreciate it. it. Yeah, it's fun. Absolutely. And so uh, Mission 27 comes out in June. Let me plug my book. Yeah, there Please. you go. Perfect Father's Day gift. You broke the news of the book on our show. I, don't know I do remember that. Yeah, I kind of talked myself into a corner by yeah. mistake. <laughs> I, I, let, I, I think I said something like, oh, yeah, I'm working on another project right now. And, yeah. and I was like, oh, well, too late. Yep. Oops, there it is. So. Did you... I'm off the record. Have you placed any bets? <laughs> we're on the record because we're on the record. I, I may have put a 20 in the slot machine, okay. but that's about it. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. We're, uh, we, we might check out the sports book later. We hear that's where the action's at. So if you're there, we're there. All right. Well, All right. See you well, there. Well, thanks, Ryan. You got it. See ya. All right. So that's Brian Hoke, like Coke, co-worker of uh, Brendan Cuddy. Like slutty. Yeah, that was hard open. Yeah, are they coworkers? I yeah. think so. They don't work for the same company, but they work in the same like room every day. Peers. Yeah, peers, professional peers. Peers. Uh, yeah, Hoke's cool guy. That D Rob story is all pretty fun. D Rob story was great. This is my three thousand dollars suit, so I'm not going to get in the pool. $20 on the slots, so when you tweet and thank him for coming on Talking Yanks, be like, whoa, gambler, Brian Hoke. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 20 more than I put in the slots. Yeah, 20 more than I put in the slots. Yeah.
Not more than I put on the sports book, but when you in like Vegas. sports. I like sports. I did I put I don't know if I fully announced it. I put fifty on the Yankees to win the World Series. And that's at six to one. So that yep. pays out three fifty. So that's free money. I've spent that. Yeah, you should just go spend three hundred dollars right now because it, it's coming. I did. Christmas. That's all gone. <laughs> there you go. So just need to wait. Wait about nine months to cash that bad boy in. You get your dog something for Christmas? I'm going to get him a couple toys, yeah. Maybe bone, sure. Nice. Dogs like bones. Know what it is? It's almost couples peer pressure because, like, she's going to get him stuff. And then if I don't get him stuff, then I'm the bad guy. Oh, Not I just, to the dog with the couple, with the, with the lady. I just tag team that, like, oh, nudes, I got you that too. Yeah, see, that's not not so much. He'd 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 figure it out. He'd be like, oh, oh the dog is... doesn't care. He he don't don't tell her. He likes me more because I just let him lick me, and I'm normally grosser, so he likes that I smell and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. That's why I like you. Yeah, amen. The licks and the smells. Ooh, the ripping and the tearing. We have two hypothetical write-ins to end the show with, Jake. Sure. From Corey. If you were an MLB player, would you rather hit four home runs in a game, which has only been done 18 times? Shout out Scooter Jeanette, who did it most recently, I believe. Who some people are still clamoring for. Still would be a nice move. Clamor, clamor. Uh, or would you rather hit five cycles in your career? The most someone has done is three. So I'm either have a four home run game or I'm known as the cycle guy. Yeah. I'm going four home runs. Yeah. I my instinct is to go four home runs because I think that's just way more impressive. Right. But you'd be one of 19 players where if you are the most amount of cycles in the history of the league, there's some list out there on baseball almanac that your name's at the top of. Right. Which I, I th- is a somewhat of a selling point for me. Yeah, I guess that's okay. I mean, I don't know. Brock Holt hit a cycle, and he's basically for the past two seasons been Ronald Torres. So yeah, the cycle's not that. It's 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 not not cool. You get four hits, and you show that you got power and speed with a triple or whatever. I'm but I'd rather hit four insane. home runs in a game. You hit four home runs in a game, you're good for like. A week. That's like when I worked at Domino's and the first delivery was a $10 tip. I was right. like, I, you, I don't care about anything. The rest of this next four deliveries, I, I get zero and I'm great. Right. Net, net, you're still good. Know what I think it is? I think if you hit the five cycles, there's people that come up to you and are like, whoa, cycle guy. And if you're the four home run guy, like if you're sitting at the bar, I think people talk to you. And then, like it, then it comes up, and they're like, "Holy crap! This guy, you hit four home runs in a game. That's badass." So it's either like known as cycle guy, or the f- four home run thing comes up. Like Scooter Jeanette, in yeah. twenty years, is going to be chilling, and he, someone will be like, "Oh, were you good at baseball?" He's like, oh, "I had had a couple moments. You know, made an all star team, had a four home run game. Like, four home run game." And then I think if that goes the other way and you're like, I had five cycles. They're like, well, that's odd. (laughs) (laughs) Five cycles. Mm. 
I mm. I still like being the most cycles in the history of MLB. Okay. Like this guy had the most blank in the history of MLB, and it's a positive blank. Yeah. That you fill that name where you if four home runs, you don't have the most home runs in a single game. You're not the most of something. Yeah, that's fine. So I think I might go cycles, but home runs I know is a better feat. Right. But if it was if it was I tie the most, so the most cycle someone has is three. If I just tie that dude, easily home runs. Sure. But, but I want to be the top of the list. All right, next question from Corey. If you were an MLB pitcher for just one season, which would you rather win? The Cy Young or throw a no hitter? Nothing to do with money or advancement of your career. Just that one season. Also, let's say you still had a solid year if you throw the no hitter. Uh, so let's change this. You 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 finish mm. fifth through tenth in the Cy Young with so a let, no. Let's let's do it like this. Let's just do it. You have the same ten year career. Yeah, you're solid, but one year you win a Cy Young. On the other side, you win a no. You have a no hitter. Can we change it to perfect game? That makes it no. Hard. Because perfect game makes it the answer. Yeah. Okay. So I'm Cy Young over no hitter. I, I don't Cy do Young it. over no hitter. Perfect game over Cy Young. Yes. I don't. I don't care about no hitters really. They're they're like they've become a, a, a about a dime a dozen. What if it was an error based no hitter? So you had the perfect game. What if it was like Galarago? The guy. His, yeah. That his name. Uh, I'd still take Cy Young. Yeah. It's no hitter, Cy Young, perfect game. Yeah. I think people would get mad at the Cy Young perfect game thing because you're the best pitcher in baseball for a season. But, I mean, this is us being romantics for a perfect game. I mean, be perfect for think a about day. what it's called. Yeah. And just think about, like, how got David Cohn and David Wells. Like, that's how they're remembered. Yeah. I, so, yeah, you're right. If it's a no hitter. <laughs> like, seriously, though, two, two, like, really good. Major league pitchers, David Cohn and David Wells, are known for their hands up in the air, perfect game moments. Yeah. Well, David Cohn dropped to his knees with his hands over his head, right? David Wells, yeah. hands in the air, carried off. I can picture him I can picture him so well. Right. You never that, picture anyone stoked to win the Cy Young Award. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good <laughs> question. Because it is, I don't care about the no-hitter. Give me the Cy Young. I like a lot of people would choose Cy Young over perfect game. And that's fair. Yeah, but I mean, there is something so cool and romantic is a good word about a perfect game like yeah. on that night because no one's good enough to do that. Like, it's not like you can be like, wow, he was really focused that day. He threw a perfect game. That's like magic has to happen. Yes. There's got to be like a, 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 a Dennard Wise or whatever his name was catch in center field. There's got to be span? some what's that span. No, it was Wise for Burleys. Oh, okay, yeah, Dwayne Wise. Or Dwayne something Wise, like that. defensive yeah. replacement. Yeah, for, in the ninth inning, like there's a. It's actually a team thing too. Perfect game, like your defense yeah. has got to show up. How about uh, Dwayne Wise? Eleven year career was with the Yankees for, for a little, right? For, uh, yeah, he did one year with the Yankees, fifty five games. Uh, White Sox, Toronto, Cincy, Atlanta, New York. Florida. So he was six different teams, 11 years. Good for you, dude. You know what I remember him for? Besides that catch. Besides he the went catch that you just left. mentioned. What's that? Besides the catch you just mentioned. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, he, when he was, when, as a Yankee, what I remember for, Dwayne Wise faked a catch like Todd Frazier did. 
Nice. He went into the stands, and he didn't even have a ball in his glove at all. But the ump never asked to look at it. He just held up his closed glove. The ump said, out. So he ran back to the dugout, opened up his glove, and showed his teammates that there was no ball. It's a good move. It's good. You get, umps, you fucking idiots. Come on, the umps. Asked to see the ball. How much money did... Oh, no, this isn't going to be accurate. I was going to say how much money did he make playing baseball, but his his baseball reference isn't set up that way. Mm. How much do you think? $10 million? Kind of cool. Career fourth outfielder. No, um, I don't think the pay scale really worked like that. Even even then, I mean, he was two th- 2000 to 2013. Didn't play a lot of... Uh, I don't know. I mean, his his salary in his salary in two thousand nine was five fifty. His salary in twenty thirteen was seven hundred, and the year he came up, it was two hundred k. So, I mean, not my, my ten guy, million. My guy got reimbursed, but yeah, I think we're we're closer to. Uh, I Lonnie Chisenhold myself. Maybe four. This says not no. Four. This says uh, on Sport Track. It says. Uh, like, yeah, like a couple million. Yeah. So this is the episode where you guys learned how much Dwayne Wise made in his career. Let's be honest. It's a cold stove, people. <laughs> we're, we, we were excited for, well, Dwayne Wise's first name is Larry. Let's get that out there before we get to this Machado stuff. Final thoughts on Machado. I'm at the same point I was at with Corbin after Corbin visited Yankee Stadium, where even though I'm actively telling myself it means nothing, I'm like, it's done. It's happening. Well, well, you were well. No, you were the opposite. It, when Corbin left Yankee Stadium, you said you thought like the odds were out. Like when the weekend passed. Yeah, the, the day he visited. Well, that's once I started getting the DMs from uh, the people that were telling me like, "Hey, I know," and it's the Nationals, and I was like, "Okay, shit." But yeah. before that, when he visited Yankee Stadium, I thought they had him, and it's yeah. just because I'm a Yankee fan and. I'm just talking myself into things. Uh, but, like, is Harper not... Is Harper really, really just not in question at all anymore? Like, are they really not going after Harper? Like, I feel like that's going to be the next biggest news story. Like, the Yankees are going to take a meeting. They have to take, to take a, a meeting. meeting, right? Like, why yeah. wouldn't you take a meeting? If the if Cashman... Cash, I know that you listen to the podcast... And also, what's up? We're ready for you to come on the pod whenever you're ready. We have a couple questions prepared. We're waiting. I know that uh, you said you're not interested, whatever, but I think you should you should at least let Bryce come. You hear everything out. Yeah, you, hear, you, you know your options. Um, what what's what's the next transaction in the Yankees offseason? I don't Relief know, pitcher. Man. What's that? Relief pitcher, Machado, yeah. Harper, Kikuchi, Echeverria, Neil Walker. Someone DM'd me. Uh, it was Garabedian. Garabedian? Garabedian? Garabedian, yeah. Garabedian. And uh, mentioned something about uh, Neil Walker. And I'm just excited for if Neil comes back. I don't clamoring for Neil Walker to come back. But I'm clamoring for Disco Neal to come back. Yeah, I mean, I think he'd be a bad bench player again. He'd have like three weeks where he's awesome. I think if he if he signs with an NL team, I'm going to be screaming Neil Walker All Star things. So, well, he's got a battle toe. So depends. 
No. Toes, but I mean, toes with the twins. Oh, that's right. The Cubbies, Cubbies knew that they couldn't have that much firepower in their lineup. Oh, they released Bridwell. They released Parker yeah. Bridwell. So glad we spent some time talking about him f- for J.A. Happ. Yeah. Now, Jake, what is this? What is what do you make of the toe move and Bridwell move now? If he was the first to go, I mean, it was forty man stuff. I guess they they clearly value. I mean, the younger guys on the roster right now. I mean, let me let's let's bring up the Yankees forty man. Bring it up. up. This is cold stuff season. I've been waiting for you to bring this up. I've been waiting. Is that a song? So long. Yeah. Um, let's see. I mean, note the, pro- I'm, I mean, obviously I'm going to back my boy, um, toe. I think there's a lot of young guys that have had to be protected at this point. I mean, let's see. Heller. I mean, they secretly like AJ Cole and you know that Jimmy pisses me off. That pisses uh, me right off. Domingo Acevedo, Albert Abreu's already on the, on the 40 man. I mean, it's it's tough. They've got the three catchers because they have to. And, I mean, the other guys are just younger than Toe. Hanser Alberto, your guy. I mean, it's tough for me to defend Tim Locastro. I'm not really sure why he's on there, but... Timmy. Timmy Locastro. Tim Locastro. Give me something good on Tim Locastro. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. It seemed like it was just moving stuff for stuff, literally. Just bored. Cold stove season is bored. It's cold stove season. Yeah, they got to do something. I've been waiting so long. I think that's Jimi Hendrix. I've been waiting so long. Now, this is cold stove. I'm on Tim Locastro's stats. To I think be we gotta, where uh, I'm going. Uh, in sun, some old Guitar Hero song. All right, Jake, I think we got to end this episode. Do you have yeah. anything on Timmy LaCastro before we end the episode? Tim LaCastro, he looks like he's got some speed. He's got, throughout the minors, he's got 162 stolen bases. Oh, I wasn't, I didn't think you were looking, I didn't think you were looking at, <laughs> uh, it was much funnier in my head. I didn't think okay. you were looking at his stats. I thought you were just looking at images of him. Oh. And you're like, oh, it looks like he's got some speed. Just Looks, just, qu- looks quick. <laughs> just Tim Locastro's played in the majors. He's played for the Dodgers a little bit, so hey. Oh, so he's Shane Robinson. Yes, basically, currently. Okay, so hey, get your memes ready. Tim Locastro is the new Shane Robinson. Tim Locastro. Tough. Tough. Cold stove. Cold stove. Well, well I got, I've, I've got a sunny take. I guess okay. if, I've got a take. There's a take. The sunny trade isn't going to happen for a while. How long? Because I, I think it's going to be one of these, we, we've we talked about how Machado and Harper are setting the market. I think the Yankees have to wait on Gray until all the other, until Keuchel, Kikuchi, and the other pitcher sign. Because otherwise, right now, right now, Cincinnati Reds could be penciling in Kikuchi or Keuchel. But if they don't get them, then they're like, okay, we have to get Sonny Gray. Yes, I agree. So that's oh. I I came to that realization today. Like I thought it would be quick moving, but no, they're no, just all the, wait all the on free agents one. have to be gone before they can get their final offers on Sunny Gray because they're hoping that they go up once there's no other options. Supply and demand. And this is talking talking economics. Econ one hundred two. You all didn't? Right. Did you have to take econ classes? No, I took one class. No, I didn't take econ. 
I took two brutal ones. I was a liberal arts major. Guy didn't speak English. So it's well, like, okay. Nice. What are we doing here? Should we end it with a, a story from one of my classes? It's good. I'll do it real quick. If it's a good one, yeah. History of China. Right. My, my history of China class. Just the whole nation summed up in one class. Yeah. Pretty easy to do. It's not like they're an old civilization or anything. Done. Teacher gets a call, right? She's like, I got to answer this. She runs out of the classroom. Everyone in the classroom, like, I don't, no one talks to each other in history classes. It's not a friendly bunch. It's not right. like sales, just like, okay, let's do this. We're sitting around, we're waiting for her. She runs back in frantic, scurries, grabbing her purse. I got to go. I got to go. That was my daughter. That was my daughter. She shot herself in the eye with a nail gun. I got to go. I chuckled. Oh. I was just, it was like this. Not because, good. like, that's not what I was expecting. I wasn't expecting that she was going to say, my daughter shot herself in the eye with a nail gun. I got to go. not good. So I was the only chuckler in the class. But yeah, we got out of a midterm because she had to go to San Francisco and uh, check on her daughter's eye. I think she was blind in one eye from there on out. Something like that. Happy story to end it. Oh, does this nail gun work? I don't know. In the eye. Last comment on the 40, man. There was a guy on there, Joe Harvey, who's a relief pitcher. He's turns 27 on January 9th, so wish Joe Harvey a happy birthday. Dude, he's in five seasons in the minors, 144 innings, a 175 ERA. Joe Harvey's got to be like, yo, get me to the league. He wears glasses. That's tough, man. I don't know the 40 man at all. Like last year at this point, I knew these extra pieces I, like LaCastro and Harvey. And I, I don't know these guys at all. I got to do some 40 man studying. You're ahead of me. 40 man studying. Right. Hey, thanks for listening. I'm sorry. It's slow Cold season. Stove. The the Hulk, the Hulk conversation was fun. The, it was Manny Day, Beltron. That's what we got to deal with. We're, eventually, we're gonna, going to get a nice piece of news. Now, Jake, are we doing an episode next Monday, which is the 24th? Yeah, why not, right? Because it'll be Sunday, right? Sure. sure. We'll record it on For Sunday, us. the 23rd. Uh, oh, we'll Sunday, the 23rd. Tw- Maybe I'll have you dig up a, a Yankees holiday story. Yeah. The 23rd uh, is when um, Manny Machado and Bryce Harper are doing their dual interview anyway. So, Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Oh, Merry that's Christmas. Right. Would have got them both. I don't. Jason Zillow's got a weird accent now. Happy holidays. Don't. Don't say anything foul about Jason Zillow because we're going to make him our best friend. Yes. Sup, J- Brian, tell Jason. Brian, tell we Jason. Like, tell Jason we like him and everything he's about. Nice, slim f- figure. Good build. Yeah. Nice, stylish haircut. Yeah. Well, you're head of PR. You can't be a mess. Good frames. Good frame. Good, good glasses. Jason. Good glasses, glasses frames. All right. Hey, hey, it's my grandma's birthday today, too. So wish her a happy birthday. Go Yankees. Go Yankees. Tell him, Grams. Go Yankees.